My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast. We are doing a MLB preview special doing the AL and NL East today. I'm Dogs Leo alongside Joe Delara. Terry Takes, producer Corey. How you guys doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm great, Dominic. Thank you for asking. I'm doing good. you guys. I'm happy to see you're here. Yeah, we took a little bit of a summer vacation, but now with MLB starting up, NBA right around the corner, our plan is, and we were figuring out what to do with these sports coming back, the MLB is starting on 727, correct? July 27th? 24, 24. 24th. Yeah. You so, threw numbers. The, you, the number thing confused me. I, I, was, <laughs> I was out when you started throwing numbers. So <laughs> the most important thing, though, is that... Oh, 23, gonna, I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anything. Um, we're going to be doing previews um, for the East, Central, and West, so expect three episodes. This is part one. Um, the MLB made it a lot easier for us because the East and the AL and NL East teams and each respective division are only playing each other, so there's no inter-division games. So, for example, I know the Mets are only playing AL East and NL East teams. So these preview podcasts should give you a good sense, even if you aren't playing the futures market, which if you're degenerates like we are, I'm assuming that you are. But it'll give you it'll give you a good feel for each division and how to bet these teams once the season does start because they're only playing each other. So Yeah. Big wrench in this season, obviously, sixty game season. Um, don't know if fans are gonna be I would be shocked if there are fans um at this rate there's not going to be fans whether they allow them or not so (laughs) doesn't really matter just with how this this has progressed and you know i don't want to get too uh, it's stupid actually because i was going to say i don't want to get too political but this is a public health crisis and it's stupid that it even is political but this is what happens when we politicize healthcare, we politicize public health crisis and now we are the bad country that is struggling to put together anything um, any safety measures and our sports are suffering because of it. We look at these international sports that are happening now. I mean, the Korean baseball league has been going on for a while with really no hiccups. Um, but either way, I don't think they're going to be fans, but the DH rule will touch on the extra innings rule. will touch on news this year. Um, and I would imagine they would keep this going, but, um, in future seasons, but there's no DH anymore. So NL teams, no more pitchers batting um i don't know how you i guess it's a team by team analysis yeah i mean because like i think it depends like certain teams are better structured to have another guy you know fall into that dh position whereas other teams like i don't know like you're obviously a mets fan um i think this is the best um thing for the mets this season i know their other pitchers pretty much could hit um but you have a lot of corner outfielders that aren't the best defensive players. You have a first baseman. Oh yeah. He was hitting bombs in batting practice earlier today. 
Um, apparently he came back jacked as ever. I don't want to make this a Mets podcast, but we're doing the NL East uh, <laughs> today. But the Mets, the Mets have a good. I mean, we'll get into. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tease it, but the Mets are in a, a very good position with the DH. I think it changes the outlook on their season a lot. Um, the extra inning rule, I guess that comes into play with. I don't even think it comes to play with over unders. Um, it's well, yeah, because at that point you figure. What, is the, what could, is the rule? What is the rule? Teams start with a runner on second after the what is it the eleventh inning? I think the eleventh inning they start the with a runner inning. on second. That's stupid. As a it's baseball, softball. as it's a like baseball softball. purist, these rules infuriate me. It's it's <laughs> just I think it's going to be interesting because it, it could affect I think it could affect over unders because you might see teams try to bunt the guy over to third and then you know. Well, I think I think bunt Joe bunting I, is dead. Well, I think it, with with so, away teams. I mean, obviously, like it's a one-run win in yeah. for home teams, but for away teams, like I think you might see more runs. Like they're the, just putting a runner in scoring position immediately. I think gives more runs. I think you should yeah. keep keep a, an eye on that for live betting. I don't think I would look at that for pregame yeah. betting. I mean, it's interesting um, too because of your relief pitcher situation, like coming in. Because if a guy pitches better out of the, you know, you might not see a starter come in as often. Uh, out of the bullpen, like if it's late in the game, um, where they're trying to save the bullpen or the bullpen's kind of exhausted because they're not as comfortable with the stretch all the time. Yeah. Let's uh, – all right. So how this podcast will work, we will talk about the AL East first, NL East second. We'll do some best bets, and I guess I don't want to go through every single team. Um, this This is probably our best division in terms of our personal feel for it because – we have two Yankees fans in this group, um, two AL East fans with Joe and producer Corey, and then we have two NL East guys with me and Terry Takes. I'm a Mets fan. Terry's a Braves fan. I don't know, really. We, I don't know if I want to get into that origin story. Um, maybe it'll be a series on Netflix soon. But there is a definite feel for this division, and I think this podcast will be very good. Not that our other podcasts will be – anything less than this, but I think this is our bread and butter here. Let's start with the AL East first fan graphs and the divisional odds pretty much a line I was looking at. So yeah. fan graphs is a statistical site from RotoChamp. They're looking at Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles, and the divisional winners are right there too. So you have the Yankees at minus 305. This is from DraftKings. Yankees minus 305. Rays plus 350, Red Sox 8 to 1, Blue Jays 27 to 1, Orioles 250 to 1. That is an absurd number. Um, let's talk about the Yankees and the Rays here. I know, Joe, well, for, well first let's start knocking teams out. Um, I know you're very down on the Red Sox. You were excited to bet the under on the Red Sox for this still season. Still betting the under. And you're still betting the under. Talk to me about why the Red Sox are a heavy fade for you this year. So I think the Red Sox are a very popular team. Um, no. <laughs> no, so I, I think it affects the betting value because I, don't, I think that their expectation coming into the year was they were going to still be able to contend to whatever extent. Um, but then, you know, you lose Chris Sale to uh, Tommy John surgery. You lose Mookie Betts in a trade because the Red Sox don't want to pay their best player probably that they've had since David, David Ortiz. And, like, they just – don't want to I, I don't see I think the, I can see them like chalking this year up I don't think that they're particularly good and um I think that they're overvalued in the betting market because I think the Blue Jays and the Rays are a little undervalued mm -hmm. um I think everybody 
the consensus is the Yankees are like a top two, top three team in baseball. And I think that the odds and like the, the market, especially for the American League East, is reflecting that. So you can get the Red Sox at 30, under 32 and a half wins. And I think that that's great because I don't think that they were going to be over 500. Te- they were going to be over 500 team. And 32 and a half is saying that they were going to, you know, uh, be, you know, like six games over 500. Um, yeah, I, I think that the pitching for the Red Sox, losing sales huge. I don't really think yeah. that any of these starters really impose fear at any teams. Uh, they're looking at Rodriguez, Evaldi, Perez, and Weber as their one through four projected all over four ERAs from Rotochamp. And I think, you know, maybe Benatendi returns to form and they have Benatendi, Bogarts, Martinez. Like, yeah. That's a pretty formidable. I, I just do think that it's uh, like a, a statement from management that mm-hmm. like they're getting, like you're not signing your best player or you don't want to give your best player an extension. And like, I think that that's deflating for a clubhouse. Yeah. Let's, uh, all right. So I'm, I'm with you on fading the Red Sox. I, I don't think that their pitching is going to hold up really at all. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the bottom two teams. Cause I know you like the Rays and I do like them too. Um, as yeah. much as I hate the Yankees, you know, surprised I like another team in this division. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> let's talk about the Blue Jays and Orioles. Cause immediately I see 250 to one with the Orioles and I'm like, why the fuck not? Like it's, it's a 60 game season. Could get and, hot. Could get and hot. I, I think that's. I, I think this baseball. I think the lining through this and how I'm looking at this in the futures market is. Oh, you're that, saying the Blue Jays to win the division? No, no, no. I'm saying any like what what is stopping any of these teams from getting hot for a month and a half and find their way into the division? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those. It's it's a pension for something like this when there is more uncertainty and there's more variance. It favors underdogs. Um, because I think over the stretch of like a long season, what happened here hurt the, it hurt like the Yankees, it hurt the Dodgers, it hurt, you know, the Astros still, Mm -hmm. um, it it hurts those teams the most because they don't have a whole season where their talent can kind of shine through. And usually it like, they're going to come out on top here. I think a team like the blue Jays, who, uh, I think people forget they, they went out and they signed Ryu who mm. was a top three guy in the NL Cy Young Award last year. Yeah. And uh, their, their bats are pretty legit. I mean, if you see, uh, if you see Guerrero step forward, if you see um, – I forget what the other kid's name is. Bichette. 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 They got a lot of, lot of sons on this team. They got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they might, make, they might make everybody else the sons, you know? So, so I, I think – I'm looking at this Blue Jays lineup, and I it's see a powerful. lot of – I see a lot of younger guys and it's like, if there are any, and we talked about this a little bit with the NFL, but I think it matters more in baseball with a lot of guys who, you know, the way baseball structured, these guys really don't make any money until they reach their contracts years and they get out of arbitration. And a lot of these older guys, you see it. And we're recording this podcast on July 7th. We're, We're releasing it in the next couple of days. So I don't know if we're going to see more players of veteran status say that they're not going to play this season. But if you're looking at the guys who are talking about not playing or being uncomfortable with playing, they're the veterans. They're the guys who have been in this league for a long time and are just like, what the fuck are we doing? I have enough money to not play this year. 
and sit out. So like, why am I going to risk something or why am I going to do this? So I, if you look at a team like the blue Jays, like they're a bunch of young guys, they could get hot right out the gate. They have a Cy Young candidate as their one in Rio. And I don't know. It's, I, I think talk I me out of the, talk me out of the Orioles before we, we talk. The about Orioles this. suck. The Orioles are not <laughs> good. The Orioles, the Orioles are probably, I think the Orioles are the worst team in baseball. Um, but but it's one dollar to win two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, but like you can find there are other long shot bets that I like better. That'll pay two hundred fifty to one. What if like what if what, I mean, if, I like what if what if Stan and, what if Stan and Judge like share Jason Giambi's golden thong and it had coronavirus and then boom Yankees done that's it. How dare you? Whole, whole lineup gone. I mean, boom, listen. I'm not saying – I don't think the – like, I've been on the Yankees before. I would definitely not bet on them now. There's just no – there's no value there. And, I, like, I'll put that out there. Um, I don't – like, unless you want to be – unless you want to fan them and then, like, you're the type of person that gives the sports books money for free because you want to bet with your emotions, that's one thing. But, um, like, I cannot recommend a bet on them. It doesn't make any sense. Chris uh, Davis has a batting average um, so funny. <laughs> of, so funny. of his projected batting average is 0.188. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the Orioles are, the Orioles are a joke of an organization right now. They're, uh, they're so you got a little, you got a little major league thing going on here. They're going to make a movie about this. Yeah. I, like uh, it's tell, it's telling when they're, I think they're significantly worse than like the Marlins and like the Marlins are bad. <laughs> I, I just say maybe don't get guac on your uh, Chipotle burrito and just throw that dollar on the on the Orioles and see what happens. That, that's my that's my. Uh, I would rather two fifteen, man. I'd rather put it on the. I'd rather put, put it on the, put two fifteen. Two fifteen down. <laughs> yeah, win back six hundred dollars. Hopefully, they catch yeah. fire. Um. All right. I so I like the Blue Jays. Do you like the Blue Jays? I, I'm. I'm not, I, I like the Blue Jays to. Co- I like the Blue Jays more than the Red Sox. I think that the. I think the. I think it finishes Yankees Rays Blue Jays. But all right, let's um, talk about let's talk about the Yankees. Let's get this over with. Yeah. Um, give me the. Blueprint for them winning their division. Blueprint. Um, knowing knowing full well that the NL East is the toughest division in baseball. And, <laughs> yeah, because they all they're all like the same. And wow. they're playing. They're 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 tough. Because I mean, I really think you got to look at these divisions in concert with each other because they're playing I mean, equal games. Um, and you're looking at basically like if they're if the four top teams in both of these East divisions are three or four of them out of the NL East. Like that's something you have to take into account. So do you, we'll, we'll save the comparisons between divisions for after, but give me the yeah. blueprint for the Yankees winning this year. The Yankees basically need, they have to beat up on the teams that they historically do. So like, they're going to have to beat up on the Orioles. They're going to have to beat up on like the Marlins who are essentially the Orioles counterpart in the national league. Uh, East. And I think the thing is the Yankees have this mentality, especially from last year of having that like next man up type of situation. And I think that in a season like this, it can be valuable um, with people, you know, getting sick or any type of circumstance. I think that they have in their uh, psyche, like we're ready to go. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, Somebody's going to come up and step up to the plate. Um, Speaking of um, do the, Speaking of getting sick, do the Steinbrenners allow uh, Yankees to wear masks? 
So I was going to say something about that, actually. Uh, I think because they're shaved, um, it's, it's get a better seal on the mask. So the Yankees are, might actually be the healthiest team in baseball because they're not allowed to have facial hair. Just shut up. What are you? <laughs> uh, give me, give me the the injury situation for the Yankees. Uh, so judge is judge is back to normal. Uh, so he's apparently healthy. Uh, Tanaka had a very scary incident um, after getting hit in the head, but apparently they're saying he was only suffering uh, from like minor uh, concussion syndrome or situ- like symptoms, but uh, they expect him to be ready to go. And uh, otherwise, they seem to be in fairly good health. Obviously, it hurts losing Severino this whole year. Uh, but they are going to have um, some other guys back, like Jordan Montgomery is going to be healthy this year. And then, obviously, uh, you know, they're going to get – they have Garrett Cole now at the top of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Stan is always a question. Um, my thought process is he was already hurt for the year. So, like, these 60 games, he should be good. He got his injury out of the way early, and it just happened to not be any games. Give me one guy on this team that can't get COVID or else they're fucked. Uh, Chapman? Chapman's a – no, because their bullpen's pretty deep. I think um, – mm. I feel like I feel like Brett Gardner in a way because I think that <laughs> Brett Gardner would touch everyone. Like, he's like, the, he's like the clubhouse guy. So, I think that he would be – like, he would give it to everyone. Too much I ass smacking. I hate Brett yeah. Gardner. I hate Brett Gardner. I hate the Void guy. They're like Nick's actually the, the real. I, I think the Nick real Switcher. guy. I say I think the real guy though, like that would be problematic, is if uh, like Labor Torres gets sick, because there's not like a real guy to take over his role in the infield. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody like the outfield. You can fill in a lot of the guys, but Torres is putting forward he puts forward good defense and he's got an unbelievable bat um so what, what if what about the the video guy that's stealing signs what if he gets sick i don't think they're gonna have that guy uh, this isn't the astros we're good let's uh all right so give me your honest assessment on the yankees non-partial not uh, non-subjective uh, um i think I, I value th- with with the minus 305 like, is there any way to bet the Yankees if you like the Yankees? Pitbull. In a parlay. Mm. Like, division parlay. Over, under at all, touching that? No, I'm not touching it. Just because there's variance. And then, you know, because I, I do think the, I think the Rays are legit. Um, so, and then, like, we've talk, kind of touched on the NL is – the NL East is – good the top the top three teams are good i think i'm i will get into it in a little bit but the competition is a little bit more uh difficult i guess but i do think it i think it helps the yankees a lot to have the dh in all of their games um it's odd to say that about an american league team but with a team that's got issues with like their outfielders like stanton and judge having 20 games against National League teams where they get to use their DH, I think is a huge advantage for the Yankees over maybe other American League teams. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the Rays real quick before we go to the NL East. Um, the Rays are, other than the Blue Jays, the likely next team up if the Yankees get off to a slow start. I was actually looking at the Yankees' like records it, yeah. in um, – 
April and, and May. And they usually do start hot, so I'm not really looking to fade them. But I think that, you know, really anything can happen in this year. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about the Rays and how they, they kind of fit the mold of a dark horse divisional winner at three to one, three and a half to one. Yeah, so, I mean, the Rays have uh, – they've got some top-notch pitching, really, with uh, Glass now, Snell, um, and I think – Scott Cashmere. What? Scott Cashmere. I don't think – they don't have him anymore. Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, did they just sign him, like, off his deathbed or something? Yeah, uh, I, I think that the the top three, like, if they – Like, like if, Snell, if, if Snell bounces back, um, I think that – I think that top three can compete with the Yankees top three. Yeah. I think glass now, I think because the, the other thing that I was thinking about is like glass now is young. He's coming off of, he had some injury issues last year, but I think that in a shorter season like this, some of the younger players that you normally wouldn't bet for certain awards like Cy Young or MVP, just because they're going to get their innings limited or something like mm-hmm. that are in play now because there's only 60 games. Um, so like they're, the TD teams are going to want to get them reps. Um, and I think that glass now could be like, maybe like a dark horse type of, uh, Cy Young pick out there. But what if, what um, if kind of the infection, what if 50% of Tampa Bay is infected with COVID-19? The true scenario. <laughs> so that, that's, actually, that's actually that's actually fair. Like I don't is it are they at fifty percent yet? Because I wouldn't. No, I'm not saying like maybe I can't stop like, like, like like these Florida. Like, don't they, put your they, mask on. Since <laughs> <laughs> the Lanny sensational Tyler Glasgow has got COVID. <laughs> I'm like here these, at the Broken Egg Cafe. These these Florida teams, like you know, it's 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 something we have to at least consider um, yeah. if there's if if the trends continue. No, I, I, I mean, it obviously would not be, would not be good. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how, um, I'm not really sure how it impacts the travel plans, but I'd imagine baseball might have them play their games on the road or so. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, final thoughts on the AL East before we move to the AL East. I mean, Yankees are going to win. I, hope I not. I, you know, I'll be, but I like, I like, I like, the, I like the Blue Jays and the Rays to come in second and third. I'll bet the Blue Jays. I'm team Blue Jays. <laughs> Toronto's here. Still champions of the NBA. I, I do like the young, the young guys, like a lot to prove. Yeah. Kind of angle there. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into best bets after we go to the NL East. NL East, Nationals, World Series champions in this division. Still coming back with Strasburg, Scherzer, Corbin, Sanchez. Um, Strasburg sitting out. Yeah, I mean Zimmerman wasn't like no, he's integral. Guys. Like I think this team, like Juan Soto, Trey Turner, are probably the two guys that are really just the lifeblood of this lineup. Um, I, I, this division's tough, man. It really, it really is. It's like a, it's a really all, good division, like. Top, the top four teams. Let, let's knock out the Marlins first. Um, yeah. Although their their Marlins are like they can be pesky at sometimes, uh, but I I think that just the talent level, the discrepancy between the top four teams here. Do you think the Marlins, like you said before, are the 
Orioles of the NL East. This uh, yeah. let's let's go over first the divisional odds. So Fangraphs has this division projected Nationals at 89 wins. This is obviously like going into the, this is the the pre COVID wow. um, win totals, but they had the Nationals, Mets, Braves, and Phillies in 162 game season. I mean, only, only nine, only nine, nine wins apart from each other. So they were all kind of in the same tier. But then if you look at the odds, the Braves are plus 215, Nationals plus 270, Mets plus 275, yeah. Phillies uh, plus 225. Yeah. So the top three is switched. Yeah, I was going to say, Zerillo has an article out on the Action Network, and he it has like some projected wins under the 60 games. And the projected wins are Braves 33, Nationals 33, Mets 31, Phillies or Mets 32, Phillies 31, which is just that's I, I haven't seen any other division that's this close. Yeah. Let's uh so so Marlins first. Uh, any belief in the Marlins right now at 200 to 1? Absolutely not. <laughs> a little par a little parlay of the Marlins and the Orioles? Yeah. I just their competition's brutal. So one dollar on the Marlins and the Orioles parlay DraftKings <laughs> pays back fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy the Glock. Though. I'm gonna get the Glock. <laughs> There's no Glock. So if you do two dollars, two fifteen, like Corey uh, producer Corey said on Glock, hold the Glock two fifteen on the Marlins and the Orioles divisional winners. It's a hundred eight thousand dollars. That's it's just not gonna happen. I would it's rather free block two, for life. I would rather have two real dollars than a hundred thousand fake dollars. Yeah, I would rather have guac for sure. Lock yeah. it in. That, that ten minutes I'm eating the guac is better than the sixty game season of that. That bet too, like you know, it's a loser after probably like eight games. <laughs> All right, you know, what? fuck it. I'm throwing a dollar on it. Parlay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the uh, let's let's first let's go around because uh, Terry, we'll talk about your Braves first as they are projected to be the winner as far as DraftKings odds are concerned. What is your sense as a fan, and what is your sense as a handicapper in how you analyze the Braves' chances of winning the NL East this year? Uh, I think they have good a good shot. Although they've just been struck by the COVID bug, uh, four of their players, including Freddie Freeman, uh, is dealing with it. Uh, it's making some people second guess. Felix Hernandez said he's not going to play this year. Not sure how if much. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure how much King Felix had had in the tank. Um, but uh, it's, I think they. I mean, they have as long as it's going to be an offensive team. So they just need to, to score runs. Uh, I'm kind of, I don't want them to win the world series in this shortened season. I'll feel robbed because I generally do not care about this season. Um, in terms of handicapping, uh, they're the favorite, I guess. I think they're the best team in the division. There's some, but like we were saying with the blue Jays, I would rather take a longer shot in this season on division winner than you know the favorite yeah yeah I'll, I'll touch on the Mets um as I teased in the rules analysis at the beginning of this podcast 
this team having the DH is a godsend because Cespedes can play. He can be in the lineup at the same time as a lot of these corner outfielders slash positional positionless guys like McNeil is slated to play third. He's been a corner outfielder, second baseman kind of utility guy as good as his bat is. Um, JD Davis, same thing has been playing, you know, he can play third, he can play corner outfield. So I think that a lot of these guys, Conforto, Nimmo, like our corner outfielders, even though they've in, in a regular season would rely on those guys to play like center field or play, you know, good defensive innings, especially later in games, like having the DH is a, it fits this team very well. And you also have behind probably the best hitter on this team, Pete Alonzo, Dominic Smith at first base, who at one point was a higher rated prospect than Pete Alonzo was. So like there's just bats and they have so much depth um, in this lineup and there's so many possibilities. I think that, you know, even if one or two guys go down during the season, like they're going to have a lot of opportunities going forward. Obviously Cindergard having Tommy John and being out for the season hurts, but they were flirting with a six man rotation with Porcello and Waka at the end of it. Um, Steven Matz, the third guy uh, in this rotation has looked awesome in camp so far. And then I think the trade for Stroman like works out perfectly for them this year because at some points he was an ace. So you got DeGrom, Stroman, Matz, and I think that top three, if Matz, you know, takes a step forward and, and lives up to his potential, I think he's good. And the bullpen like is not your typical Mets bullpen. Like obviously Edwin Diaz, probably the biggest question mark in baseball. Well, but, he is typical Mets bullpen. Love that guy. But, <laughs> but Seth Lugo, who was like an all pro reliever last year also gives this team options in, you know, if a starter needs a break, like he can be an opener for three or four innings. Like he wants to be a starter bad, but he was a top reliever last year, eating up innings. Familia, obviously some issues there, but Wilson, Gesellman, and they signed Patances. So, like, this team has a lot of arms in the bullpen. And I think depth in a, in a season where guys can just be getting sick more so than be getting injured, uh, I think depth is an important thing to have. And I, I like the Mets to win this division. I really do. From what I've seen, like, and I'm speaking as a fan, but also as a handicapper, like the stuff that I'm seeing about this team, like there's a lot of young guys and a lot of guys who just want to prove uh, people wrong. And uh, the, the mood in the locker room is good. And are you I, projecting? I, no, we have, we do have, we do have a question from one of the listeners and uh, producer Corey, you want to chime in on this question? Sure. Um, one of our listeners who goes by the name of uh, Eyes uh, wants to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you, Dominic. Why is this absolutely, definitely, no doubt the Mets' year this time? <laughs> so, is the DH position your answer to that question? No, my answer is because, as Terry just said about the Braves, he doesn't want the Braves to even win the World Series this year. So, of course, this would be the year that the Mets yeah. put it all together. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't want it. You can have it. Terry. So, the concept of irony is the so, reason. Yeah, I okay. think that's just – that. It makes, that's a perfect, it makes yeah. sense. People forget when the Braves won 
14 straight division championships say we're not going to win the division in 1994 that ended in a strike but so this is this is their this is the strike year do who cares no one matters <laughs> joe joe as an objective fan, uh, non-fan of any of these teams in the division what is your sense of the top four teams here and do you uh, I, a certain team more so than any other so i i mean like obviously the nationals are very near and dear to my, my heart after last year um but i don't think that they are i don't like their odds really um at plus 250 like co-favorites with the braves basically i don't i don't really love that the team that i think is interesting and was somebody that uh a listener asked about was the Philadelphia Phillies and they have like the exact opposite issue as the Mets. They don't really have depth, but they do have, I think some star power, um, especially in their bats. So, I mean, if you get like, if Har- we've seen Harper get hot, is that, is that cheating? Star power, star power in your bats. Is that like, uh, orcs? Is that like I, feel like, I feel like that, like if we were playing Mario party, it might be, but I don't know. Um, so I, I just think that like we've seen guys like Harper get hot. Uh, Real Muto can be one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. Um, and I, I do think that, uh, you know, having Aaron Nola, signing Zach Wheeler, I mean, obviously he, you have your own thoughts on Mr. Wheeler uh, as a Mets fan. But um, no, I do- Wheeler, Wheeler's a great pitcher. And if he yeah. plays like there, there's news of him, um, about his wife giving birth and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to play. Like he was, I think he had some injury yeah. issues as well in the beginning of the season. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play, but when he plays, he's a very, he's a Good. solid second or third pitcher on a, on a stacked rotation. Yeah. So I do think that the Phillies have um, some high quality bats and it can really, they can get hot. Um, and in a short season, I wouldn't normally, in a long season, I would not bet the Phillies, but in this type of short season as the longest odds of those top four teams, which I think are basically indistinguishable from each other. Uh, I think I would probably lean the Phillies in this division. All right. Um, Let's do our winners for each of the divisions, and then we'll go best bets all the way through. All right. Terry, you start. Uh, Division winners. I will take the – T T B Rays in the AL East. Not tuberculosis, Tampa Bay. Uh, and I will take the Atlanta Braves in the AL, in the NL East. <laughs> Joe, give me your top two. Uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Yankees, um, and I'm going to also take the Phillies. Why'd you say also? I didn't take them. It's I don't know. Well, it was just another winning. winning. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the also is the tie-in to the Yankees. Yeah. All right. I am going to go with the – I'm just going to go Yankees-Mets. I really don't think – I think that, A, this pick gives me more um, – legitimacy in terms of homer bias because i hate the yankees so goddamn much and i but i think that both of these teams are top in their divisions like i think the mets are a little bit better on paper than a lot of these teams and i think that from what i've seen out of camp this year i think that that 
the team is is ready and there's there's no talk about guys missing season missing the season like there are with these other teams um so i'm gonna go with the yankees and the mets i think the yankees are just too talented um and they they usually start hot so i think in a shortened season both of these teams um will kind of pick up where they left off last year and and win the division so Uh, yes makes me so happy dom's hopes are so high it really is great it really is great. I will say though, there is there is a promo that we could talk about a little bit on uh, on FanDuel. It, there's a fifty dollar uh, bet you bet on World Series, and I think it's you get ten dollars for every game your team wins in the first five games they play uh, back in credit. So mm-hmm. it could be an opportunity, like if you're looking at one of these teams in the American League East or the National League East or really any team, obviously, um, to get a little bit of value back. Um, and like lengthen the odds for your in terms of your relative value based on your bet. All right, give uh, give best bets out here. Go ahead, Joe. All right, my best bet is the Boston Red Sox under 32 and a half uh, wins. Um, it was available on DraftKings. I think it's still there. Um, I would probably bet this as low as. 31 and a half, but I, once it starts hitting the 500 mark, I would probably stay away from it. All right. I'm going to bet uh, Freddie Freeman MVP, 25 <laughs> to 1. Everyone loves a comeback story. The storyline is there. NL MVP, Freddie Freeman. I, I Before I, I... – <laughs> That was wild. I, you just gave out a 25 to one. I was thinking about how much shit I was going to get to give out a three to one as my best bet. Um, I'm going to go with the. Man, you just threw a wrench into my whole thing, Terry. I was like, really not. I was, I was looking at an over under win. I'm It'll actually going to come back story. I'm going to actually join antibodies. <laughs> I'm going to actually join Joe on the under 32 and a half with the Red Sox. I just think it makes a lot of sense, um, especially with the Red Sox playing the NL East for a lot of their games. I think yeah. that if you're looking at these teams as a whole, 10 teams, like the Red Sox are like sixth or seventh or even eighth on this list. So for yeah. them to win over 50% of their game is going to be a tough ask. So let's, let's, how would you rank the top three teams in this in this division? Um, and considering both of these divisions, in this like pool of the East, we're looking at this year. Um, I mean, I think I think the Yankees are the best team, um, and then I think I do. I think it's almost. I think it's very difficult to pick between really the four National League teams and the Rays. I think that they're all kind of like on the same plane. I think the Phillies have the best odds. So, like in terms of who I was going to bet. But if I had to say numbers two and three, probably the I, I, I kind of like the Mets and the Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're looking at pitching, like you got to take, especially in the shortened season, like if you have two or three, if your top three is much better than other teams, top three guys, like yeah. you're looking at a, a position where you can – win pretty much or being a good chance to win three out of every five games you play. I mean, I don't know if teams are going to even go with a shorter rotation because of, of the shortened season. So I think the one thing that I do think that kind of like worries me about 
uh, like saying what I just said is that I think like, I think Acuna could go 2020 in 60 games. Mm-hmm. Like if he gets re- like, cause I, I think he's good enough. I think he's gets, he could get real hot. And I think he could be like, if you, if I was picking an MVP out of these two uh, or these kind of divisions, like he might be somebody that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, any Cy Young MVP winners out of this division before we end this podcast? I think Acuna or maybe Stanton at 40 to one. Freddie Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> you already got COVID. Oh, fair. Fair. I think it's like <laughs> the MVP is going to be just a fucking crapshoot, man. It's going to be whoever gets hot on a team that makes the playoffs. So if you're looking at streaky hitters, like it wouldn't surprise me if fucking like Michael Conforto came out and ripped off like 330 batting average with like 25 yeah. home runs or something absurd. Um, right. Even Vlad Guerrero Jr., like Acuna, yeah. like these guys who are streaky hitters, it makes it makes a lot of sense for I, – I, I don't even think I would bet a guy. I would think maybe pick like one guy that is a very streaky hitter that could be – like just on fire for two straight months, but I just think this is so up in the air. I wouldn't touch MVP. What about Cy Young? Not out of these divisions. I do think that there is an interesting bet right now. If you're looking at the National League East in particular, um, rather than pick a division winner, because I think the National League East could send two teams that DraftKings has like the Mets to make the playoffs at plus money at plus 135. Um, the Braves had the shortest odds. They were minus 110. Um, so I do think that you would maybe find a bet there. If you're, if you are having a lot of trouble handicapping and picking a division winner, mm-hmm. maybe pick that team to make the playoffs instead. Yeah. I, uh, my last parting thought on the Cy Young race, like I think there's a lot of talent in this, in the arms of this in these two divisions. So I think it wouldn't surprise me if a Cy Young award winner came from here. I don't know if I'm differentiating between starters and relievers right now, just because of how that would line up. Like you're getting a guy, yeah. a starter is only really going to have like what? Like Six, seven, eight, seven eight starts. starts yeah. So I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. I, I don't like really any of these Cy Young MVP bets at all but yeah I mean I, I've teased it on my Twitter um, but we'll get to when the division comes up I will be naming my favorite Cy Young pick so whoa tease whoa work in the industry I know <laughs> alright that's it for the AL East and L East preview stay tuned for our central preview coming up in episode two of our three episode series for the MLB's return. Donald DeLeo, Terry Takes, Joe Dallara, Bruce Corey signing off. God bless. Go Braves. Trade my 4 by 4 for GC3 ain't no more free little I gave him chance and chance and chance again I even told him please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you dead but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up I seen what I seen I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving they killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get it even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave First I was drunk then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to Ali. He got a license plus. 
We just some products of our environment, how the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist I be judging by the mind and heart, I ain't really in the face Fuck up the way that we living is not getting better, you gotta know how to survive Crazy, I had to tell all of my loved ones to carry a gun when they going outside Stay in the mirror whenever you drive, overprotective, go crazy for mine You gotta pay attention to the sign, seem like the blind following the blind Thinking about everything that's going on, I boost security up in my home I'm with my kind of, they right or they wrong, I call them down here Pick up the phone and it's 5 in the morning, he waking up on it Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming I see blue lights, I get scared and start running That shit be crazy, they supposed to protect us Swords and handcuffs and arrest us Why they go home at night, that shit messed up Knowing we needed help, they neglect us One of them who gon' make them respect us I can see in your eye that you fed up Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up They know that we a problem together They know that we can storm anywhere else. It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life it Can't change overnight but we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come past that gun line, you know when the storm go away Then the sunshine, you gotta put your head in the game when it's crunch time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something So this what it comes to, every video I see on my country I got power now, I gotta say something Corrupt the police, been the problem where I'm from But I'd be lying if I said it was all of them I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them Altercations with the law, had a lot of them People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them Stick together, we can get it up out of them I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope But I'm telling my Youngers to vote, I deal with diggers, I didn't have no choice and no hope. I was forced to just jump in and go. This bullshit is all that we know, but it's time for a change. Got time to be serious, no time for no games. Ain't taking no more, let us go for them chains. God bless they soul, every one of them names. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We didn't have a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. They training officers to kill us, then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets. They regular people, I know that they feel us. These scars too deep, they heal us. What happened to COVID? Nobody remember it, ain't making sense. I'm just here to vent. It happened to one of your people, it's different. We get it, the system is wicked, just learn how to pick it. Knowledge is power, I swear I'm a witness. I know that I'm gifted, I won't go too deep, cause I'm scared they'll get me. Ain't scared to admit it, some shit I can't mention. It's people who can. Well, here's the chance, I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe. Must not be breathing the air that I breathe. You know that the way that I bleed, you can be. I never been a fan of police, but my neighborhood. No, I try to keep peace, so it's only right that I get in the streets March for a reason, I just on GP How people die for us to be free, fuck do you mean? This was a dream, now we got the power that we need to have They don't want us with it, and that's why they mad yeah. It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life, it can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear It's bigger than black and white it's a problem with the whole way of life, it can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear